Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juice in the Numbers. I'm your host, Joshua Tracy. Oh, and I'm Corwin Heller. Fuck, yeah. I forgot my line. <laughs> line. And uh, today we will be doing a little bit more baseball talk. Today I have put together a true, um, immense spreadsheet worth of stuff, even for my, by my own standards, um, in order to properly era adjust a few aspects of batting going all the way back uh starting at 2019 present year back to 1871 <laughs> okay so this is like what we did with the passing yeah this is nice cool yeah so we got a whole lot of shit here. um are you ready i am very ready so this one was just born out of curiosity as opposed to some of our topics of like seeing things. Well, all right. So it's a little bit out of curiosity because, you know, error adjusting stuff is almost always fun, especially when, you know, sports are as old as uh, football and baseball have stats going back to. But also there's been a lot of discussion recently with the sheer quantity of home runs being hit. Like, you know, how does that affect how we view home run records? You know, because we're going to have more, we have more players. I think we have about double the number of players that hit 30 home runs this year that did like two years ago. Like, it's insane. I don't have those numbers in front of me, so I'll just take your word for it. Yeah, I I, I don't have them in front of me either. I, I just thought of it now. Uh, but like, like Gleyber Torres. Gleyber Torres has 38 home runs right now. Does he, he really? Yeah, he has, he's Glaber I mean, Torres. I love Glaber Torres. He's two home runs shy of being a 40 home run hitter. How many were against the uh, Orioles, though? Uh, 13. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it was closer to 37, 38. You know, if you take away all 38 of his home runs, he's really not a good baseball player. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's really a terrible hitter. <laughs> I just um, want to apologize now for the coughing that I'm going to have to put you guys through. I'm going to do my best to mitigate it but it's it's gonna be here the whole episode that's fine well we we'll all we all understand it, i mean it's been really <laughs> exhausting with your uh with your recent conversation on run pod option having Ooh. to do all these podcasts so in demand so smooth Oof. how did that go went really well had a great time with marty had a decent time with kyle <laughs> um <laughs> it was a good time we just basically just rambled on and on about about college football for an hour, um, which is what I do most of my time anyway. So it went really well. Everyone yeah, should go I, over and listen to Run Pod Option. They have a great show. Yeah, they really do. It's an, it's a nice operation they got going there. And I really, if Marty's listening to this, I really appreciated the uh, sound mixing he did at the very beginning with uh, putting that that little thing together. That was cool. Yeah, it was um, a good episode. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> now that we're done talking about that, where nonsense. were we? <laughs> <laughs> um. So I wanted to just like uh, you know cherry pick a few different stats here. Nothing outrageous. I looked at OPS slugging on base percentage. So basically the two of the component, the two components that compose OPS and OPS itself and home runs, because like I said, home runs has been a thing that's been talked about a whole lot recently because there's been such a spike in the last three years that it seems to make sense to look at, you know, kind of just what it was about previous to this and see what we can uh reasonably take from that sound good to you sounds great i'm all in 
So uh, the first two tabs, batting averages and batting totals, are just raw stats pulled that are year over year. So batting averages um, show like average number of hits, average number of runs, average number of doubles, blah, 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 blah. So I didn't really use it for anything other than um, base percentage and slugging and OPS. Um, and then you'll see like if you look over to the home run column, which is column M, like it's average home run rate and... I could have very reasonably used that, but it's not nearly as um, eye-popping as it would be to use total home runs, which is why I have batting totals there. Yeah, um, having where, having a number like 6,100 next to a .324 is definitely eye-popping. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I told you um, home runs were hit, I'm going to assume this is... Um, actually, I don't even know if this would be like per player per game, maybe? I'm not even entirely sure how they would do home run rate here. But like Maybe if I said the home run, run rate divided by total games. No, because there's too many home runs for that. But regardless, like let's just say I told you home runs were hit in 2015 at a 1.01 clip versus um 2016 at a 1.16 clip. Um what if I told you instead that uh, in 2015 there were 4900 home runs hit? As compared to 2016, where there were 40, 5,600 home runs hit. Like, yeah, it's definitely much easier to use the whole raw number than to use the rate stat. Yeah, this is one of the very rare times where the the actual number is easier and just more clear than the rate stat. Yeah, because if I showed you, like, I don't know, total number of hits and instead of batting average, like that'd be fucking useless. But, mm-hmm. you know, anyway, so I do you, actually before you go on, do you have the number of like what the rate stat was for home runs for like 2019? It should be in averages there. So it's uh, 1.4. OK, perfect. Oh, there it is right there. I'm stupid. That's OK, buddy. Yeah, so yeah, first yeah. things first, we needed to define errors now. I ended up using for the majority of this. Um, Bill James's definition of errors. And I'm not sure... I initially wasn't going to group them uh, or have so many groups of these because I was going to kind of lump them together a little bit more. But I figured as long as I have like an actual thing vis-a-vis Bill James, the father of sabermetrics, like, you know, why not? So the first era is early baseball which he defines as 1871, the first year that we have stats, to 1900. Then we have the dead ball era from 1901 to 1919. For anyone unaware, dead ball era, which I'm, we probably referred to at some point mm-hmm. previously in this podcast. Um, before, in the early days of baseball, like if you hit the ball, they would just keep using that ball until it got wrecked, like until it just like couldn't be used anymore. So, like, if you hit, like, a home run into the stands, or you hit a foul back into the stands, like, someone would go ask the the fan that caught the ball for the ball back because, like, that was, like, the only ball you had, and you'd use it until it disintegrated. And that led to the ball being very dead when it got hit because it was since it was so mushy, it was able to absorb impact better. Basically, um, it's, like, find a ball in the deep, dark corners of your garage that you think have been there for roughly 30 years or when the house was built and then go take that to the home run derby and see how it's used. Yeah. Hit, see how it, how it's, it flies on a tip. Go, go buy a, go buy a ball of yarn. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, go buy a ball of yarn, try hitting a ball of yarn, and then hit an actual newly purchased baseball. It's <laughs> not even fucking close. Um, they changed that, though, in 1920, which is why the live ball era is from 1920 um, to 1945. Uh, this is one of those like weird ones where like I was like, okay, Bill, because um, that feels like this feel, this feels like a weird cutoff. I was going to lump 20 to 60 together, but I guess it makes it clean. So 1946 to 1960 is the post-war era. 1961 to 1973 is the expansion era, and that's pretty much where Bill James stops. So these next ones are are, are my concoction. Um, 1974 to 1991 is the free agency era, because since that's when free agency started. Um, 1992 to 2004, the steroids era. 20 uh, 2005 to 2015, the modern era, because I couldn't think of a better name for it, which also brings me to this most recent era, because the baseball was changed at the All-Star break in 2016. Uh, the livelier ball era. Uh, people have called it a lot of things. Um, they all sound just as dumb as livelier ball. So why not stick with it? Uh, I'm upset that you didn't call it juiced ball era, but I can live with that. You know what? I'm changing it. We're going to call it the juice ball era. It makes a lot more sense and fits with this podcast name a lot more. Um, and I'm just mad I didn't think about it earlier. Ah, Corwin does something successful for once. Yeah, I know. You go on one other podcast and all of a sudden, Mr. Ideas. Big hot <laughs> shot on the town. Look at the big brain on Brad. <laughs> uh, yes, love that. Um, so I know it's grouped kind of counterintuitively with OPS being the first thing that's listed there and then slugging it on base. Um that's just because I initially only was going to do OPS and then was like, well, you know, we're here. So fuck it. Um, so anyway, <laughs> that's how everything is done here. Yeah. Fuck it. I mean, pretty much. <laughs> so, uh, league average OPS in the early baseball era, 661, dead ball, 648, live ball, 730, post war, 719, expansion, 688. Uh, and then free agency, which you can expansion, you can really start thinking of as like the modern era, but like free agency is where it gets a lot closer. So find the free agency is pretty much average across the board for this. Um, so that's 709 for OPS. Then steroids era jumps so much to 755. I wonder um, why. Yeah, really. Modern era takes a little <laughs> dip, 735. And then juice ball era, our current day era, 744. As a reminder, OPS is, um, on base percentage plus slugging on base being out of 10. How many times do you get on base slugging being um, out of every hit you get? Uh, what, how many bases do you take on that hit? So uh, one hit that is a home run is four bases that would increase your slugging percentage. Uh, so, which is over as we sorry, uh, overall average across the errors of a seven ten OPS. So this is definitely a non sequitur. But it's popped in, and this is juicing the numbers, so non-sequiturs are very common. What do you think the conversation was like at MLB headquarters when they're like, well, we can't truly get rid of steroids completely, so what if we just levelize the playing field by putting the balls on steroids? I think that's basically exactly how it went, because I think, <laughs> no, for real, like, like, think about it. So, 98, 1998. The, yes. Not just baseball community, like the news community, local broadcasts that were not 
focused on the teams in play in the slightest were starting off their broadcasts talking about the home run race between Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. Like, you know, uh, Mark McGuire at that point playing for the St. Louis Cardinals and uh, Sammy Sosa playing for the Chicago Cubs. But you would get, I mean, I remember local broadcasts here in like New York and New Jersey were talking about that shit because my parents were like all about it at the time. I was too young to like remember it, but like I have heard. My mom wrote a thing for like the New York Times about it as like a little like letter to the oh, editor kind of deal. Like it was a huge fucking deal. It was huge. Um, and then when steroids had to get kicked out, not only did it put this big black smudge on the face of the MLB, because why would they let this go on for so long? And then there was congressional hearings and all that. But then they also lost like all the pop that was making conceivably MLB so fucking huge. So what's the, uh, what's the other way to do about it? Well, like you said, if we can't let the players juice, let's juice them balls. And they did. Fuck it. (laughs) I love that our philosophy here of fuck it just goes the same for MLB. Yeah, I, fuck it. Yeah, I think you'd be surprised how many people are just like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> like, for most <laughs> of their big decisions in life. Oh, Albert babe, Bell, I love you. Let's get married. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Fuck let's it. get married. <laughs> uh, any takeaways from the OPS side of this? Um, Outside of the big drop-off somehow from post-war to expansion which uh you know after the live ball era um no i mean it it's kind of in line with what happens when you start giving guys steroids when you stop making sure everyone's on steroids in the modern era and then when you start giving them the ball steroids again it follows the same kind of curve i would expect from it yeah um same thing with a huge jump from dead ball to live ball like that's the biggest jump overall it's almost a full 100 points um but it, that's for obvious obvious right. that's the first juicing of the ball basically um, yeah it was basically not throwing a literal dead ball yeah um i think oh. i would have just looking at it because i really don't like the fact that post-war i would have called post-war integration probably um but sure. again i'm going to stick with bill james that has nothing to do with the numbers but i'm just looking at it more and i just don't get why they would call it post-war. It seems silly of Bill James, but he's also well, from Boston after the probably war. racist. <laughs> All right, that's our next episode. Was Bill James racist? Let's ask him, because uh, unlike how you thought, he is not dead. <laughs> I was absolutely getting ready to uh, have a rest in peace, Bill James, in there All somewhere. R.I.P. Um, in peace, Bill James. R.I.P. in peace. Let's look at slugging. <laughs> so this is where I w- was curious a lot because just home runs aren't all of slugging right so like just because home runs are being hit at an enormous clip like that doesn't that's not like like you know doubles used to be way more of a thing triples used to be significantly like jesus christ so but also to the same extent singles used to be everything so this one i think i was expecting to have a lot more volatility which it kind of appears as though it does but we'll get into it um Keep in mind, the changes are, of course, going to be smaller because OPS has two different rate stats that get added into it, so the jumps are larger. Slugging um, is only a single rate stat, so smaller jumps um, by actual countable numbers are still very large jumps due to just how small the number is we're dealing with. Um, So average slugging for early baseball is 350, dead ball 334, 
Live ball, a huge jump up to 390. Post-war, uh, 387. Expansion, 372. Free agency, 385. Steroids era, 419. Big jump. Modern era, 409. And then juice ball era, 422. Yeah, I mean, it follows the same pattern. Same routines. And I think that you can really see, like... um. So let's look at, like, live ball, 390. Post-war, 387, it went down. Expansion, 372, it went down. And then that big jump in free agency and steroids era, like, that's kind of like what a lot of people consider to be, you know, kind of the golden age of baseball right there. Yeah, Um sure. Now, that could just be because that's the age at which the people who usually call it the golden age of baseball grew up watching baseball. <laughs> but at the same time, like, uh, that's where you saw... Uh, started to see a few changes in the way things went in terms of how the game was played. And that includes free agency and roids. Yeah. So, uh, the MLB average or the lifetime average, I should say, um, slugging percent is three eighty five. Not too shabby. Not at all. That would put it right in line. As I said previously with free agency, as that era seems to be the most average era possible. (laughs) Uh, Let's jump on over to on-base percentage, and then we'll, we'll spend a little bit more time on home runs because on-base won't have too much of a difference. Um, the early baseball, 311. Dead ball era, 317. Live ball, 341. Post-war, 332. Expansion, 315. Free agency, 324. Steroids, 336. Modern, 326. And juice ball, 322. So now this does not move in the same pattern as the other ones. What do you think of this? I don't get it, but I think uh, on base percentage because it doesn't really have as nearly as much to do with, you know, hitting the ball specifically. That it's not going to follow that routine, that not routine, uh, that pattern. So why should we expect it to? I don't know. I mean, there's nothing crazy here. Like, there's no major drops over point three going from dead ball to live ball, which is nothing wild so very muted yeah uh it is pretty steadfast um there's been a consistent drop since 92 when it peaked up at um no not peaked but we'll say peaked post 1960s at 336 and then went down um uh, in the modern era and went down in the juice ball era Uh, and i think that's one of the it doesn't tell us anything about the baseballs, but I do think it will tell us like why MLB wants to do the things it does. Because think about it like this: people are getting on base less frequently. That means that there's overall going to be less interesting baseball um, in terms of offense, because it's tough to have interesting offense if no one's on base. And so maybe they saw this big declining trend: uh, ten points of league on base percentage. Uh, could be in their eyes significant and so their their opinion was well that's because pitching's better so how can we offset fewer hits or whatever the fuck led to the decrease in on-base percentage ah well let's make the hits count for more well how can we do that let's make the ball bouncier so (laughs) that's that's my best guess as to you're right it's pretty insignificant overall it's 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 not big. I'll put it that way. You can call it significant. It's not big, but like that's my best guess for maybe how it informed other things. Yeah, fuck players that would rather walk than hit dingers. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who would guess? I actually would have kind of thought that it would be up because, you know, you hear so much about like, oh, he's got a good eye and on base percentage is so valuable. We're always hunting those high OBP people like you can get by with a low batting average, but you need to have a high on base percentage. And it's like lower than it has been. This is the lowest it's been since the expansion era in 1961 to 73. Damn. Doesn't that feel weird? Yeah, it does feel weird. Yeah, that's the only thing that really threw me off. I was expecting this to be like really high because of how much people are valuing on base percentage. But uh, you know, the National League still got that fucking pitcher hitting. If they just get rid of that hot garbage, then uh, uh it'll it'll happen soon. Let's hope. Uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned it. The average lifetime on base percentage for the MLB is 3.25, so we are currently just below that. All right, now let's finish up with what that's will be so weird though, like being. Like actively being lower than MLB average going back to 1871. Right? Speaking of weird averages, though, this is the part of the conversation that when we get to um, a little bit more is going to be weird. Home runs. So the average number of home runs um, for the uh, early base, for early base, the years of early baseball. Um, so this is a per year average. Uh, for all of the game, 305. That's really fucking low. Um, yeah. for, for reference, the Yankees or Twins of this year are going to get pretty close to 305. Uh, yeah, I would say so. I would like, say... Uh... Yankees and Twins, I think, each have about 280, 285. So that's a really small number, 305. Um... Are we looking it up? Yeah. I'll keep going while you do. Oh, uh, you got it? Not quite yet. Here we go. Uh, Yankees are at 287. What are the twins at? Do you know? Or is know. it? I'd, ha- I'd have to go look. All right. Don't worry about it then. Um, I think they have a, I think they have, I think they have more. It doesn't matter. Um, dead ball era uh, went up 400.3. I'll just keep it a whole numbers. 400. Uh, live ball era, a humongous spike. Um, I think this is no, it's not the biggest year to year. We'll get to that. Um, actually, it's not even close now that I look at it. It just seems the most jarring. Uh, anyway, it goes from 400 in the dead ball era to 1185 in the live ball era. Post war goes up to 1935. That's almost an 800 home run increase. Um, the expansion era, it goes up to 2766, another 800 increase. Uh, the free agency era goes up to 3,180. That's about 400. Um, the steroids era goes up to 4,732. That's a 1,600 home run difference. Uh, the modern era goes up to 4,830, so only a 100 difference. And then in the juice ball era of today, which you can keep counting because it's still going, but at the time I did this, it was 5,831 home runs on average, which is a 1,000 home run increase. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Just, just for reference, the Twins are at 289, and with 11 games left, they just have to average one home run a game. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. They will 100%. One yeah. home run a game will probably put them... Oh, just on it, I guess. Just on it, yeah. yeah Which they will definitely get more than, I believe in. Uh, but, uh, uh, so, real quick, um, the average home run in... Um, Total home runs in a given year throughout the history of baseball is 2,796. For reference, 
Um, MLB has already hit over 6,000 this year. They are over double the lifetime average of this, uh, uh, of their history. But you have to remember, you know, the number of teams has increased, things like that. So there's reasons why it's jumping up a lot. Although yes. Jumping from 300 to 6,000, any way you look at it, is insane. Yeah, yeah. This is that's why this one's going to end up being the weirdest one. Um, you're exactly right, which is why the expansion era one was such a big jump with that with their 800 there. Um, so we have the live ball era being a big jump because the baseball improved. Basically, I'm not even willing to say it was juiced; it just got better. Um, then the expansion era introduced well a bunch of teams because of expansions. So that means a lot more players. Um, and then it was pretty normal the year after that. And then the biggest, by far, the biggest jump the steroids era so there's a no shit there and not to mention the steroids era also brought in a few additional teams um in the rays and the diamondbacks and i feel like there's another one i can't think of um and then the and then i'll only increase 100 the year after that or the era after that and now in our current era it increased a fuck ton because the baseball got juiced so there's you reasons for all of this despite how jarring it is yes um, the table below this just shows what the error adjustment needed to be um, in order to get this all to where its average would be. So if you take any of those numbers, like if you take the early baseball adjustment number for OPS and you multiply it by um, the early baseball's actual average OPS, you would get the lifetime MLB average OPS. So there's no need to really go over that table. All right. Where to next, Josh? Well, let's start with OPS. Let's go to that table, ooh, ooh. That, that, that tab. So at this point, we're just going to have some fun. And we're just going to look at how players did. So uh, let's sort out to see what the highest error adjusted OPS is for the early, for, uh, for all time. Actually, no, so let's start with regular OPS. Regular OPS. Sure. The highest single season OPS was Barry Bonds's 2004 season, which should not be a shock to anybody. No. 14.22. Now, for reference, if your OPS in baseball today <coughs> is like 800, you're doing a good job. You know? you're like you're like a you're a good you're a good ball player. You're not shattering any any like um. Record books or nothing, but 800 OPS, you're having a tidy little season there. 850, you're having a good season. 900, you're having a really good season. And then anything over 900, you're having a great season. Barry Bonds a really 14, great season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1422. It's fucking nuts. Uh, was Barry Bonds good at baseball? Well, he's not in the Hall of Fame, so it's tough to say. Ooh, you're right. That is a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. How can we truly tell? <laughs> um, Dick says? After Barry Bonds, literally, literally the top six names is just Barry Bonds and Babe Ruth. <laughs> uh, and in fact, out of the top ten, um, eight of them are Barry Bonds and Babe Ruth, with two of them being Ted Williams, which is just fucking hysterical. And then if you go to the top twelve, <laughs> ten of them are Babe, Barry Bonds and Babe Ruth. Anyway, let's get into it. Um, so the second highest is Barry Bonds, two thousand two season, thirteen eighty one. Uh, third highest. Babe Ruth's 1920 season, 
1379 tied with Barry Bonds' 2001 season of 1379. Imagine imagine that. Imagine in 2001, Barry Bonds just tied Babe Ruth for the best OPS single season ever, and then he had two seasons better than that after it. <laughs> like, how fucking uh, nuts? Oh, God. Anyway, uh, and then uh, number five is uh, Babe Ruth's 1921 season a 1359 ops all right i wonder i just out of curiosity who had the worst uh the worst best ops season so that's what all these numbers are these are these are the single season like high watermark for ops um all of these numbers are going to be the single season high watermark so this is whoever had the highest ops that year um cool thank you for explaining that because i was confused yeah i should have mentioned that that's my bad uh, so the worst high water mark is 1878's Paul Hines, uh, oh, 849 OPS, which is like I said, that's a very nice OPS. Um, so let's sort this out error adjustment wise, largest to smallest, and it's still the same looking seasons, but they have been reordered. Now, by error adjustment, the best OPS season of all time is Babe Ruth's 1920 season because no one else was doing that shit. And despite the fact his OPS actually went down, um, Barry Bonds is going to go down. His is going to go down a lot more because more people around him were doing something similar. So his error adjustment is heavier to the negative than uh, Babe Ruth's is. Not that either of them are negative. They're just below one as a decimal. Um, so number one is now Babe Ruth's 1920 home run, uh, 1920 season. Um, a 1340 adjusted error adjusted OPS, then Barry Bonds' 2004 season, Babe Ruth's 1921 season, Barry Bonds' 2002 season, and Barry Bonds' 2001 season. Ooh, and then there's a bunch of weird names. Then it's 1871's Levy My Myerl. Mayerl. Nah, I wasn't about to attempt that. Yeah, 1871, he had a 1200 OPS. I want to look at, I, I need to see what his 18... 70 what do you think his 1871 uh what his stats were in 1871 to get him that that gaudy ops i bet he batted like 325 and hit like eight home runs i'm gonna say four i'm gonna say he hit four home runs um all right oh it was actually his rookie year <laughs> um naturally he played for the philadelphia athletics okay team still in existence um he uh, played he played in 26 games <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> uh, he did not hit eight home runs <laughs> uh no he didn't oh he hit four i was right fuck wow yeah was, no, four led all of baseball uh he <laughs> had 64 hits nine doubles three triples four home runs uh four caught four stolen bases zero cuts dealing two walks and one strikeout for an MLB best, all of these numbers, MLB best, um, 492 batting average, a 500 OBP, a 700 slugging, good for the 1,200 OPS we just mentioned, an OPS plus of 237. Fuck. And a God, base Mike Shrout. 91 total bases. This is uh, amazing. So I'm, I'm thinking, you know how exciting it is like when you're at a game now and your team hits a home run? Like when Mike yeah. Ford hit that home run, we lost it. It was so great. Shout out to Mike Ford. Exactly. Shout out Mike Ford. How exciting must it have been when somebody hits a home run 
when there's only like four of them hit in your entire season. So I actually am planning on talking about that when we get to the home run tab. So I'm really glad you brought that up, but I will address it later. Sounds good. Um, So let's look at who got railed the most. Um, The now the worst error adjusted season. Oh, it's still Paul Hines. (laughs) Really? His error (laughs) adjustment did not help him. There he is. Wow. It did not jump up by much. Oh, well, it, it, the Jared just did give him a Actually, lot. Actually, no, it, I mean, it did give him yeah. a lot. Yeah. It's just, it was so bad to begin with. Yeah. He was just so low in the, in the historical annals of, of OPS. He just, uh, yeah. Oh, fucking, oh, well. Hey, Willie Stargell's there. Yeah. Yeah. We got some Willie Stargell. We got some, uh, uh, George Brett, uh, Willie McCovey, uh, uh, Stan Musial, Robin Yount. Yeah. There's about, oh, there's Levy Mayoral again here at, uh, 140th. Is not eighteen. So he did really good and really bad. Well, hey, he's on the leaderboard twice. You got to give him that. No, he did really bad. Oh, um, look, there's another dead guy on here, Wade Boggs. Ah, uh, rest in peace. Rest in Tragic, peace, boss actually. hogs. <laughs> um, Albert Pujols apparently led the league in OPS three different times. He is also on this list. I'm just looking for ooh, Arky Vaughn. What a great baseball name, Arky Vaughn. Led the league in OPS in 1935. That's great. Uh, anyway, so let's jump over to slugging. Cool. So let's see um, who, let's sort regular slugging uh, largest to smallest. And it's all the same names. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's 2001 Barry Bonds. It's 1920 oh. Babe Ruth. It's 1921 Babe Ruth. It's not 2004 Barry Bonds. It's 2002 Barry Bonds. 1927 Babe Ruth. 1923 Babe Ruth. Um, yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah, I should have expected that. Um at the bottom of this list of this list though, it's not Paul Hines. It's now George Gore followed by name. Paul Hines. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so Barry Bonds 2001 season, he had an 863 slugging, which is just uh disgusting. Remember, 850 Nearly is a double. really good OPS. He had an it's... 860 slugging. <laughs> It's funny because he his slugging percentage in two thousand one was nearly double what George Gore's was in eighteen eighty, nearly double. Yeah, man. I mean, I know it sounds so stupid, but like this is why teams want players to hit home runs. They're worth so much. Yeah, they're pretty great. Yeah, like look at Ty Cobb's down here at the bottom. This the whole bottom of this list. Like, let's see what the most modern player is in the bottom ten. Um, the most current player in the bottom 10 is 1916 Tris Speaker with his 502 slugging. I'm pretty sure Tris is a woman's name. By the way, actually, 502 is a pretty decent slugging today. Yeah. Like, if you're slugging 500, like, that's actually, like, a very nice slugging. Um, but, yeah, like, that's just how comical, um, the value of home runs is on your slugging percent. And then, eventually, onto your OPS. It's huge. Um, any names you want to look for? Oh, sorry. Let's do the error adjustment. I didn't do the error adjustment. All right. So when we tack on our error, ooh, this actually gets kind of interesting. Um, so the top the top three names are the exact same. It's it's nineteen twenty Babe Ruth, then it's nineteen twenty one Babe Ruth, then it's two thousand one Barry Bonds, uh, and then it's Levy Mural again, Naturally. and then it's Sam Thompson. Um. I'm going to look up Sam Thompson's stats, and I watch you, 1894, tell me um, the extra base totals you think Sam Thompson got. 
doubles, triples, and home runs? Uh, I, I don't even know. Um, oh, he's in the Hall of Fame. Good for him. How, how many doubles, triples, and home runs he got? Or any 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 ratio of the of of the three? Any 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 way you're feeling about it? Um, I think it's going to be a three-two-one split right there. Actually, a three-two-two split. So uh, three um, doubles for every uh, two triples and two home runs. Yes. Um, you're pretty close in terms of the. Uh, you're you're actually no, you're pretty. You're almost there. It's it, I, I say it was a pretty respectable guess. Um, so he hit he had 187 hits. He also, by the way, played for the Philadelphia. Um, oh, Philadelphia Phillies. My bad. The Phillies were not the Athletics. Um, you can tell by the name. Uh, <laughs> he hit 32 doubles, 28 triples, Ooh. 13 home runs. Um, yeah, and he batted 415, 466, 696 for an 1162 OPS and a 182 OPS plus, which led all of baseball. Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. He won the 1887 World Series. Wow, that's a weird sentence. They had that back then? That was a thing? I didn't think that they did. I thought that the first one was played in 1903, but um, fuck, maybe it was, yeah, I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> was that before we discovered like the eastern half of the world? Um, so it was like a smaller World Series? Yeah, I definitely think that they hadn't so ventured too, too far down in this. We definitely yeah. didn't know Antarctica was there yet. We hadn't Not seen a painting sure. yet. Uh, any names you, you're curious to see about on the slugging list before we move over to OBP? Um, Just looking through it. Not really. Nah. Let's move on. How many times do you think Babe Ruth is on this list? Uh, On OBP? Uh, no, slugging. Slugging? Uh, probably five. Twelve. Nah, fucking way. He led the league in slugging twelve. How many times do you think Barry Bonds is on this list? Uh, probably six. On the nose, six. Woohoo. Uh, two with Pittsburgh, and then the other four with uh the Giants. Wow, just like nineteen eighteen to nineteen thirty one, it's Babe Ruth, and then. Rogers Hornsby when you know just two times just sprinkled in. That's oh, you know what? outrageous. Is, is um uh Ted Williams Ted Williams is on this list, a sparing amount. Mm-hmm. He was definitely higher up, uh, definitely had more appearances on the slugging list. So three, I assume we'll see three, more of Ted Williams on the uh, OBP four. list. Man, he, Ted Williams played forever. He did. But he also was a hitting uh singles machine, which is why I'm assuming he'll be on OBP more than he's on slugging. OBP. Uh, all right, so speaking of which, let's go over to OBP. Uh, and let's sort by largest to smallest. And our highest, there's Ted. All right. So the top two are still Barry Bonds. It's still 2004 Barry Bonds with a 609 on base percentage. Oh, my God. That's just disgusting. Oh, that's just disgusting. Oh, my God. Damn. Followed by 582, 2002 Barry Bonds. Followed by 1941, Ted Williams is 553 on base percentage. Um, in fourth, we have 1899, John McGraw. And then uh, two appearances by Babe Ruth, one more by Barry Bonds, one more by Ted Williams. Um, and then 
Billy Hamilton, but not the one you're thinking of. Eighteen ninety four Billy Hamilton. <laughs> uh, what if it's yeah. the same dude? Uh, he's just a vampire. Mm-hmm. Well, he does look like one. Oh my god! Now that you say that, he kind of does. Yeah, you slap fangs on that guy. I'd believe it. Um. Wow, that's just disgusting. It's just so disgusting. Um. Let's see who the lowest um league leaders were. Excuse me. This is actually pretty interesting. Um. So our bottom five for the lowest best on base percentage is 1879 Jim O'Rourke, 371. Um, 1878 Bob Ferguson, 375, tied with 1875 Ross Barnes. Uh, 1883 Dan Brothers is with a 397 on base percentage, and then in fifth place for lowest uh, season best on base percentage is six, 1965 Willie Mays with 398. Not to be mistaken for Willie Mays Hayes, just Willie Mays. That uh, is, which is that's weird. Yeah, right. That feels very like literally, and then you go like above that. So it's like 1965 Willie Mays, and then 1880 George Gore, 1888 Yank Robin Yank Robinson. Jesus, um, that has to be a typo, right? Nope. Uh, this is straight <laughs> from Baseball Reference. Uh, uh, 1874 <laughs> Levy Mural. Like it stands out so much. It's we. Like, it's weird that it's the highest of eight, the 1965 season, and it's weird that it's Willie Mays. Yeah, like you would expect. I would expect Willie Mays to be on this list a bunch, but not to be 398, and then the league leader. That feels weird. Hmm. Josh, I just want to reiterate: baseball's fucking weird, and I don't know why we keep expecting to uh, be able to understand it. Because it's great. Because I love it. <laughs> All right. So let's slap our error adjustment onto this and see how it changes. Now, remember, on base percentage was the weird one where it did not necessarily just give the um, uh, early years of baseball and uh, an obtuse advantage. Um, it was pretty all over the place. Uh, oh, which actually, this is a very fun list. I like this list. Um, so error adjusted. Barry Bonds 2004 season still tops this list because it was just so stupid fucking high, uh, though it does drop down a few points to 590. Uh, John McGraw 572 in 1899, uh, then 2002 Barry Bonds, then 1894 Billy Hamilton, 1900 John McGraw, 1941 Ted Williams, uh, 1871 Lev- Levy Mural, 1895 Ed Del- De La uh, 1923 Babe Ruth, not one of his uh, power hitting seasons, um, at least given the other ones. And 1957 Ted Williams. This is a fascinating fucking list. Yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot more parity here than I would see, than I remember seeing from the other lists. Yeah, it's definitely just not Babe Ruth and Barry Bonds all the way through. It's got <laughs> plus it's not just those two time periods, which which um, is a lot more interesting in my mind because it. Oh, That's yeah. kind of what I was expecting, like it to be a little bit more all over the place. All right. We got anything left on uh, OBP? Or are you ready to move into the big one? Uh, ever adjusted sixth worst best OBP season 2014, Andrew McCutcheon. Oh, right. oh why, why'd you have to bring that up? Well, I like Andrew McCutcheon, and he's on this list, and that's pretty cool. But it's yeah. at the bottom all right. of this, this list. That, that's when he was still playing for the Pirates. I'll take it. Um, also, 2010 Joey Votto was on this list. No kidding. Yeah. 
<laughs> I didn't lie. I love Vado. <sighs> don't we all? I know I just said, like, hey, man, fuck guys that just walk and don't hit diggers, but Joey Vado, you are the exception to that rule. Um, how many times do you think Babe Ruth is on this list? Um, Babe Ruth? Yeah. Um, Ten. He is on here ten. How many times do you think Barry Bonds is on this list? Uh, I think it's going to also be six, like last time. This time it's seven. No kidding. Yeah, he has um one more of his um, actually uh, the Was one of his pirate, season? pirate seasons is there. Yeah, the other one dropped off, and two more of his giant seasons are there. Yeah, I'll take it. And then just out of curiosity, I want to look for Ted Williams, who's oh my god, he's on this list so much more. Uh, Ted Williams, 12 appearances on this list. Oh, shit. Uh, and just because we didn't do it for OPS, uh, how many times do you think Babe Ruth is on the OPS list? Uh, 12. 11 this time, so it splits the difference. Barry Bonds still with the six. And Ted Williams, there you are. Uh, he's on here eight times. Good for you, God. Ted. Good right. at baseball. So now let's go to home runs because that's where this gets strange. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure you're ready for it. Uh, we'll see. So uh, let's sort by uh, most home runs, largest to smallest. It's going to be the 2001 Barry Bond season. This is not a table. What? Let me just make this. Let me just make this a table real quick. Oh, you didn't. It didn't have a filter on it. No, it did not. No, uh, it must have sent you a pre-saved version of the one I'm using now. That's okay. Yeah, it's no big deal. So it's 2001 Barry Bonds, who hit 73, 98 Mark McGuire, he hit 70, 1999 Mark McGuire, 65, 1961 Roger Maris, he hit 61, and then 1927 Babe Ruth, who hit 60. Um, um, that's a lot. These are a lot of dingers. Uh, and these are exactly when you th thought they would be, because when you hit a lot of dingers, people notice. And... Uh, you end up on these kinds of lists. Yeah, so um, my computer froze, so I have no idea what you're talking about right now. I'm going to be honest. No, that's fine. I'm just talking about how <laughs> the top of the list is Bonds, McGuire, Maris, and Ruth. Oh, um, that's the top of the list that I would very much expect. Ex yeah, exactly. The bottom of the list now is going to be the 1,800 players. Like, it's going to be. I'm going to scroll down there now. And um, Paul Hines, Lip Pike, and Levy Mural. Uh, tied with Le Pike, tied with Fred Treacy, all tied for leading the majors in home runs uh, in um, their respective seasons, 1871 season, 1873 season, 1877 season, and 1878 season, all tied with four. Four was the high watermark in baseball for home runs in four different seasons. That's unfortunate. In fact, single-digit home run totals were a high watermark for a player in 14 different MLB seasons uh, with the most recent of them being uh, I believe the 1909 Ty Cobb season where he finished with nine wow and this is just like ugly all around I'd under, love to be able to see these numbers but listening to these numbers it's bad under 20 being the high watermark for one player in baseball. How many seasons? Um, for which? Uh, a, a player leading all of baseball in home runs, 
but also hitting fewer than 20 home runs. How many, How many seasons? Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to say like 18. 43. This, fuck you. 43. Yep. How did baseball become popular? Brett Gardner has 24 home runs this year. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, Brett Gardner. Yeah. Jorge Soler has 46, 45. Like, no, he has more than that. He's up to like 47, 48. I, like, I'm so in love with this timeline. Off. It's amazing. Um, yeah. Like, this is crazy. So, to make it crazier, he has 45. Wow. I thought there was more. Sort by era adjusted, largest to smallest. Uh, I can't. I don't. I don't. Have oh, okay. Then I will tell you. Um, <laughs> so it now changes to where. Hold on. I just want to uh, help out my numbers a little bit. Ned Williamson hit 27 home runs in 1884. That's fucking huge. Okay, that's so big that with the comical size of error adjustment that his generation gets, that's the equivalent today of hitting. 248 home runs. I'm sorry. What the fuck? Buck Freeman hit 25 home runs in 1899, and that's the equivalent today of hitting 229 home runs. What the fuck? Babe Ruth hit 29 home runs in 1919, the last year of the dead ball era, and that's the today's equivalent of hitting 203 home runs. Why is Mike Trout so bad at baseball? Why can't he hit these numbers? So, obviously, there's a lot of caveats to this, and that's why I said this would be like one of the most interesting parts of, of this whole discussion. Um, because like a lot of these are probably inside the Parkers. You know? These obviously aren't true okay. power numbers because yeah, all these have been dead ball so far. Um, also, the error adjustment that these guys are getting is so ludicrously big. Like, the error adjustment... If we go back to um, aptly named Sheet 1, the error mm -hmm. adjustment for the um, early baseball section of this, 1871 to 1900, is 9.169. It's wow. huge. For reference, the error adjustment for the expansion era for home runs is 1.011. So it's fucking huge. But... At the same time, it's so big because no one hit home runs. Like, right. it wasn't done. And so, to your point that you brought up earlier about how exciting would it be, it would be this exciting. Like, to see a player today hit 27 home runs is to see literally Brett Gardner, which I, I love Brett. It's not, like, super exciting to watch. It's I, mean, I like it when he hits a home run, but if you're not a fan of Brett Gardner, it's not exciting for seeing him hit a home run because he's just a guy. Um, but if you were to see a guy in 1884 hit 27 home runs, it would be basically the equivalent today of watching someone try to hit maybe not 250, like Ned Williams is listed here, but like chasing, not just chasing the home run record, absolutely fucking demolishing it. Maybe like 150, like broke Barry Bonds record by the all-star break. <laughs> like it's, it, it was that unheard of to do at the time and that's kind of what put baseball on the map i couldn't imagine someone like mike trout or christian yelich coming out and hitting 90 home runs let alone going over triple digits let alone hitting 200 
dude, people can't even hit like 50 triples, uh, doubles consistently. Like hitting 50 yeah. doubles is a huge season. Hitting this 50 is home runs nuts, is nuts. Dude. And so imagine, what you... You d- sorry, what'd you say? So what do you think the next big change is going to be that's going to put us over the edge? Legalizing uh, steroids? I don't think they'll ever legalize steroids because then basically what you're telling every player is you have to do steroids because the players who do steroids are going to stay in baseball for longer or get jobs with people who aren't doing steroids. So it's basically not just condoning steroids use, but pushing everyone to it. Um, They had talked about different things like moving the mound back a little bit, um, lowering the mound again. Uh, If I had to pick between the two, I would lower, I would, I would move the mound back. Um, People have talked about changing the distance from the base paths, but I see that as being a pretty untouchable aspect of the sport because it's such a clean number, you know, it's 90 feet between bases. There's, you know, it's a very crisp looking diamond. It's very, it's never really changed at all. Whereas the mound is 60 and a half feet back. And that's not a pretty number at all. And it's not a number I think. Go ahead. Make it a clean 69. That'd be pretty nice. I mean, there has been talk of moving it back to like 70 because like, that's the thing. Like if I told you they changed the size of the base paths um, versus to like 60, I mean, uh, to from 90 feet to like 95 feet each. Or if I told you they moved the, the mound back from 60 and a half to 70. Well, wouldn't they want to shorten the base paths for more runs? Oh, sorry. You're right. If they moved the, the, the diamond in from 90 feet to, I don't know, 85 feet, then just go the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would care a lot less. I actually, I wouldn't care if they told us tomorrow, right ahead of the postseason, they're moving the diamond, the mound back. I don't think I'd care that much. Um, that's not true, but still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'd have mixed feelings for sure. But if you said it was either do that or you know, I don't know. There's a fucking lockout. I'd be like, fucking sure, whatever. My life is not really that affected. So why not? Because it doesn't. It does not affect my life all that much if they move the mound back. No. Yeah, it might be might be some getting used to for pitchers and catchers and whatnot, especially hitters getting used to the travel distance. But at the end of the day, it's who cares. I've actually read that it would end. It could end up being a lot harder on hitters because a lot of movement comes later in the pitch. Mm-hmm. And so if you move the mound back, that gives the pitch um, more time to break Ooh, or do whatever true. it wants to do. Oh, God, so, think of how many walks there would be with these sliders and these curveballs. Yeah, and how outrageous. For guys getting used to it. Yeah. I think if you move the mound back, it has to be accompanied with um, an automated, automated strike zone. Yeah. Uh, there's, no, terms- there's no way Joe fucking West, after 70 years looking at baseballs poorly, would be able to figure that out. Oh, no. No, it's not worth it. Um, in terms of offense, I'm not really sure what else they could really do because, like, we saw these huge jumps already from the live ball era and um, from today, but Ooh. with juicing the ball. But I'm not really sure. You know, there's stuff of talking about like mild imp- marginal improvements of the game, like the automated strike zone. Um, so that way also takes rid of catcher framing and that could help put pitchers, um, their hitters into better counts and. The moving of the mound back is uh, an option, I guess. Um, same thing with shortening the base paths, all of which I could see. You know, they'd all have their 
impact on the game, but they wouldn't be like huge. Like having an automated strike zone would at bats less frustrating for batters because they won't have to fight with umps anymore, but it's not going to increase offense. It might increase walks. It might increase strikeouts. Like it could go one of those other two ways between the other three of the uh, three true outcomes, other two of the three true outcomes, but it's not going to increase hitting drastically. What if instead we just started corking bats? Well, that's, a, that's what I was going to say. Like, unless you wanted to start fucking with bats, like, hey, now we can all use um, special composite bats, like the whatever the hell they use in the NHL. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah, and then just have the ball go goofy-ass distances. Like, that's a 600-foot home run. It broke a window um, <laughs> by the neighborhood uh, right after this one. Um, <laughs> the 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 Bronx courthouse down the street from Yankee Stadium is constantly having to replace windows from all these Giancarlo Stanton dingers. Um, oh my! It looks like Mike Trout has knocked the International Space Station out of its orbit, and it is coming down to Earth. Oh, and it just took out the right field. <laughs> it's doomsday here in Los Angeles. ISS comes tumbling down, crashing into a mostly useless city. Um. That city's Los Angeles. Fuck yourselves. Uh, yeah, that, that 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 that's about it. Obviously, the um, error adjustment that we did here could be done for literally every single stat that we have in the first two tabs that collect all of our data: um, walks, stolen bases, strikeouts, everything. Um, and maybe that's worth doing at some point in time. But if you had to pick one for us to, you know, theoretically do next, we're not going to do it right now. But what would be one that you would be interested in seeing how error would affect it? Uh, yeah. That wasn't the yes or no question. I know, because you cut out a little bit. I don't know what you asked. Oh, if you had to pick a stat that we didn't talk about today, since we have all this batting data in front of us, um, if you had to pick another one to error adjust to see how it changed throughout time, uh, which would you like to see? Strikeout rate for batters and pitchers. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I do want to do this again with pitching. Um, yeah. I, like I said, we could do more stuff with batting. We could do literally all of these things with batting. Um, mm -hmm. All the different bank stats. But I would like to do this again with pitching. Uh, as far as hitting specific, maybe... Um, oh, what's a good one? I know, like, we physically can't do it, but, like... Even just going back and looking at what like old exit velocities were would be pretty cool. Um, oh, for sure. Obviously, that only goes back to 2015. Kind of impossible. Yeah. Uh, just a tad. Let me throw this one by you. Okay. Total bases. Sure. Because total bases is basically how much traffic is getting um, on the base paths in a season. So, you know, like maybe... Uh, some of these high OBP years also had high total base years, where some of these high home run years had, um, oh, I guess they'd also have high total base years because then you touch four bases. I don't know. I don't know. I'm all about it, though. Also, I think stolen bases would be an interesting thing to look at because that would yeah, then favor cool. the modern generation. Yeah. With the, uh, Finally, era, something know. that favors the uh, modern era. The us millennials really need it. <laughs> All right, you got anything else to uh, clear us out on? Uh, I don't think so. Not on this topic. I think I covered everything I set out to do. Um, yeah, this was a fun one. 
Yeah, I enjoyed this. Uh, I would have enjoyed thoughts? it a lot better if my throat wasn't literally dying. But uh, final thoughts. I wish I could look o over the sheet again to uh, kind of review things, but that's kind of impossible right now. So, um, no, I don't. <laughs> All right, man. Then uh, we'll get on out of here so everyone can get back to their day. Uh, yeah. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at JuicingPod. If you want to hit us up via email, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers at gmail.com. If you want to hit up our website for show notes, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers.Wixsite.com slash website or JuicingTheNumbers.com. And until Monday, y'all have a good one. Bye. Bye.